Hello everyone, this is Levi Gelb from the Chassidish Parsha, and you're listening to the new podcast, Chassidus, which is an explanation in English of Sefer HaMaymarim Tafrish Samaches from the Rebbe Rashab, each episode containing an explanation of one page from that Sefer with the goal to finish the entire Sefer. And at the beginning of every episode, we'll also have a synopsis of the previous episode. You'll also notice in the description for that day's episode, there'll be a short synopsis in English, and also there'll be a link there to become a monthly supporter to make this show possible. Um, please tap the link in that description or visit anchor.fm slash to become a monthly supporter. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. We're on page Lamed Tess, three lines from the top, page 39. Amnam. Another, besides what we just said, what's the whole purpose of Atsilas being an intermediary in order to allow for the creation of the lower worlds of Briya It's the intermediary to allow for their just actual creation. Another purpose for the intermediary of Atsilas is in order that there should be a revelation of godliness within the worlds, the lower worlds of Biyah, and through this revelation of godliness should bring about the nullification of the the feeling of the in- separateness of the worlds back to their godly source. So before we are just talking about that there should just be the etzim creation, the just actual creation of these worlds that has to come about through the intermediary of Atsilas, which can bring together the infinite energy of Hashem to the finite creation. But besides that, Atsilas allows for the revelation of godliness, which the actual creation of the world is not in a way where the godliness, the godly energy within them is revealed, it's concealed. That's why they feel themselves separate. But Atsilas also allows for the revelation of the godly energy, and when that energy is revealed within creation, it brings about the nullification of the yeshis, of the independent feeling of creation being separate from its source back to the godliness. Dehine Atsilas, who because Atsilas is actually, the whole idea of Atsilas is a revelation of, of light, revelation of godly light. As it's known, that Atsilas, the world of Atsilas, is totally different from the lower worlds of Briya Tzirasiya. Atsilas is a hafrasha sa'ara, a separation of a ray from the letting out an extension of a ray of godliness from the infinite essence of Hashem. Um, like it says, we find the the term the lashon, the term atzilus used by um, what Hashem says about I will extend from your spirit that it, that's on Moshe onto the seventy sages. So the word he uses the word atzalti, which means extend extension. Um, so the whole idea of atzilus it's not a like bria, a, a new creation, something from nothing. It's rather just an extension, a revelation of from the infinite essence of Hashem down to create the world of Atsilas. Within the world of Atsilas, there is a revelation of that which was concealed beforehand. Within the Aryan Saif, the, the infinite energy of Hashem, there was, a, in a concealed way, there existed the ten powers of creation, the ten spheres, and within the world of Atsilas, these ten powers become revealed in a, in a more defined way. So Atsilas means a fresh sa'ara, a extension of a ray of godliness, not a creation of a new existence. Which this is just, the world of Atzilus is just a revelation from the concealed state. And Atzilus, everything becomes revealed, that which was concealed beforehand. 
above the world of Atsilas, it's the all the godly light and energy was concealed and covered over. Atsilas, but concealed in a concealed state, it was above being revealed. It's so high, it's not it's not revealed to the to the worlds. Atsilas and Atsilas is the first world in which there's a revelation of this concealed light. Concealed in the sense that it's not concealed because there's something covering it. It's concealed because it's it, it transcends revelation. It's totally above being revealed. Um, like like a teacher that says a, a very deep concept to a, to a child, the child it's gonna be the the concept is gonna be so to say concealed from the child, not because something's covering, but because it's so sublime, it's so high, the child can't appreciate it. He doesn't have enough. Um, he's not developed enough in his mind to get it. The world of Atsilas is the first revelation of that concealed light of godliness, the infinite light of Hashem. And through the fact that the um, godly the godliness becomes revealed within Atsilas, then it can also shine in a revealed way into the lower worlds of Briya Um So Atsilas is the intermediary to allow for not only the creation of them, but also for the revelation of godliness within these lower worlds. Meaning to say that the creation of the lower worlds, the creation of the worlds was 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 possible. It, it could have happened even without the intermediary of Atzilus, just from the infinite essence of Hashem. Because the Kol Yochul who Lahavis is Sayesh because Hashem is all is is omnipotent. He's all able. Um, he's he's totally. Unlimited in his abilities, and therefore he he would he he had the has the ability to create the world, the existence of the world, even in a way that it has no importance whatsoever. We said that Atzilus, intermediary of Atzilus, allows that the world should, so to say, take up some some type of importance to the godly energy which creates them. Um, but Hashem has the ability in his, you know, in his totally unlimited power to create the worlds, even without Atzilus, and that would that would that would make it so that the worlds have no importance whatsoever, because it would go straight from the infinite essence of Hashem straight to the limited worlds, and there's no comparison whatsoever between them. Therefore, the worlds would have no importance in Hashem's eyes, so to say. So Hashem could have created it without Atzilus. But then. There would be no ability. There would be no possibility of revelation of godliness within the worlds, um, because uh, the worlds would, would be in unlimited. It would be in uh, uncomparable at all to the godly energy, and therefore, would be no possibility to have revelation of godliness within the worlds. Atzilus is that bridge which bridges between the infinite essence of Hashem and the finite worlds, allowing for godliness to descend and become revealed within the worlds. And see what it says in that Sefer of Kabbalah. And therefore, actually, this is the whole purpose of the intermediary of Atsilas to allow for the revelation of godliness within the worlds, not just the creation. The creation actually could have happened without Atsilas. So that's what the purpose of the intermediary of Atsilas. Which is the whole idea of Atzilus is the revelation of godliness. And then through Atzilus there can be the, the drawing down and the revelation of godliness within the separate worlds of Bria Tzirasia. Also, Al Yedei Teira Mitzvus through the fulfilling of Teira and Mitzvus. Kamoishes Bayer, as we're going to explain. And then And then that will bring about when you when you have a, when you draw down a revelation of godliness within the lower worlds, which feel themselves separate. 
by their very being, they feel themselves separate from their source, but drawing down the revelation of godliness through Torah mitzvahs and through the intermediary of Etzilus allows there to be the nullification of that feeling of separateness back to the godly source. And for that very purpose, God emanated the world of Atzilus and brought into being the world of Atzilus and revealed the world of Atzilus. And for that very purpose also were the lower worlds created in order that there should be a revelation of godliness back within them and to, to bring about the bitl of the yesh, the bitl, the nullification of the independent feeling of the world or the separate feeling of the worlds back to the godliness, back to the godly source. For behold, in the aspect of the nullification of the yesh, of the feeling of separateness, so the world's down here, the fact that there is transformation from this feeling of independent separateness, from this feeling of I exist and a feeling of ego back to the, no, of the nothingness of godliness, from this, so, when we bring about the transformation of our feeling of separateness, of our ego, back to and nullify that to Hashem, from that it's brought about above in the godly realm by Hashem um, a, 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 a great pleasure, an immense pleasure, a lot more than the pleasure that it's brought about by the nullification of the supernal beings of like the angels, and even from the nullification of the highest beings of the in the world of Atsilas, of the spheres in that world, um, because it's a lot more of a novelty, of a new quality that never existed when a being which t- feels itself totally separate, with no recognition of its creator, and no feeling of its creator, nullifies itself back to that creator. It's a lot more amazing and novel than the angels which already feel that their existence is wholly dependent on God and they nullify themselves back to Hashem. That's not as much of a novelty. And it's known the famous analogy about this idea from the, the speaking bird, like the parrot. Um and explain this now that so behold it's written Lev Malachim Ein Cheker at the the heart of kings there's no there's no investigating. So in the heart the heart and the wisdom of the king is so high there's no you really can't fathom, can't understand. This is obviously talking about a real king, uh, like the king that set out and how the Torah says it's supposed to be like King King Solomon. He's so much higher than the people and he's able to guide them because he's so High and elevated in a real way, not in a not in a ego way, but in a way where he's totally connected to Hashem. So it says about the 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 heart, the feelings, the emotions, and the and the intellect of a king that ain't chaker. You can't investigate. You can't really fathom, understand it. See, being that he's so above us, and therefore, in order for this very elevated king to turn to the request of a simpleton. And to the low, a lowly person, to turn to his request, to listen to this lowly person's request. It's only through the fact that the the simpleton brings to the king a present. He has to bring a present, a special type of present, something which is a novelty to the king, like a speaking bird. Uh, 
Uh, even though that, uh, however much, however well, however well the, the the bird will be able to speak, it has no comparison whatsoever to the ability of a, of a human to speak, which speaks with knowledge and with a calculation and calculates his words and has a real intellectual ability. He speaks with a great intellect. Within the speech of a person, there is... Uh, somewhat of a, a, in, a enclosement of uh, of energy of light, whether it be the light of intellect or the light of emotions. A person, a, person, a human speaks, driven by his uh, driven by his intellect, intellectual speech. He can speak about deep intellectual concepts, or he can speak emotional speech. The words which come from the heart. So his speech is so much more elevated than the speech, obviously, of a bird who has no emotions or intellect driving his speech. And also the speech is in a, is very calculated. He's, he's able to order all the ideas of his thoughts in an orderly fashion. And also to speak beautifully with a nice vocabulary. Uh, and somebody who is a greater sage and wiser, his speech will all be that much greater and a greater quality. As it's known that there that there is a lot you can learn from just the way a person speaks. You can tell about who they are and how wise they are, and um, just from their regular speech. Like it says in the Gemara that uh, that the Chulin of the Talmud that the, even the mundane talk of the Torah sages you can learn from. Just from their just from their regular talk, so we see that the ta- the speech can tell a lot about the person. And also, just in the actual way of the speech, the way that he enunciates his letters, when the, when it's a person talking, it's a totally different way than how a bird talks. Obviously, so all these things don't exist within the speech of a bird; only within the speech of a human. It's in such a more elevated level. And if so, obviously there's no comparison. You cannot compare the speech of a bird to the speech of a person. However, when, when the nevertheless, when the, when the person speaks, it's not a, a novelty at all. Because he his he's. Because the person is called the Mina Madaber. His whole species is the speaking species. That's what he's meant to do. And so who and who's gonna speak if not him? This is his, this is what his very nature is. But a bird who is a animal by his very essence and by his very nature, and nevertheless he'll still have the the quality of speech. And this is a the, this is amazing novelty and an amazing wonder. to the extent that even the heart and the of a king who usually is so sublime and uh, elevated above above the uh, the nation. Even that elevated person, the king, will turn to see such this great um, this great novelty. To, and to the extent that through him seeing this amazing novel thing of uh, the speaking bird, his heart will turn 
to the request of the simpleton Shemavakshi Lamalis Machsayri Ashayachale, who was requesting from the king to fill that which is which he needs, to fulfill that which he's missing. Which this small simpleton and his small request has no importance whatsoever compared to the real essence of how exalted and removed the king is from the nation. So the king in his very essence, how he is to himself, is totally removed from this simpleton and from his simple request. But because the simpleton brings this novel thing of the speaking bird, even the king's heart, which is totally exalted above the simpleton, will turn to the request and listen to the request of the simpleton. Now we'll take this back to the analog to godliness. By Hashem taking pleasure from our novel um, service of bringing of nullifying the, our feeling of separateness back to godliness. Shaharei. The general, all of the downward chain like descent of all the worlds, meaning all of the chain of creation from Atzilas Bri, all the levels within them, do not have any importance whatsoever compared to the infinite essence of Hashem. Even more than the uncomparable nature between one drop from the, the whole ocean. To the whole ocean. If you compare one drop of the ocean to the whole ocean, you'd think, "Oh my gosh, there's no comparison whatsoever. There's no comparison at all." But in the end, But in the end, the the drop of water, this one little drop of water from the ocean, is also it's the same. It has the same nature. It's it's all it's made up of the same exact substance. It is water, uh, just like the whole ocean is water. Rakshasham who just that in the ocean there's a lot of water. And the the tipa, this one drop of water, is the is the smallest amount. So the difference between the the drop of water and the whole ocean is just in quant- in quantity, but not quality. They're the same quality. They're both water. So there is a comparison between that one drop of water and the whole ocean. The whole ocean is made up of many drops of water. Uh, they're from the one. They're from one very essence, one being. They're both water. Um, so whereas, whereas the whole, all the worlds and all of creation compared to Hashem, there is no comparison whatsoever because Hashem is infinite and in a whole another realm than the finite creation. There's no comparison whatsoever between them. Uh, Rabbi Huda says in the Gemara that I can I have the ability to calculate and to measure how many drops are in the ocean. Even though it's impossible to say their exact number of how many drops are in the ocean, nevertheless you could still estimate an estimation of how many drops are in the the, the ocean. The whole idea of estimating is that you're measuring and you're limiting the thing which you're which you're measuring, which you're estimating. And similarly also within within intellect, when you estimate and you guess in your mind, in your intellect, that there is that something is here, but you don't know what it is. That itself, that you can, that you know that something is here, you just don't know what it is. That itself shows you that the thing which you don't know about is limited, and contra- is limited in 
and it's very nature the lachim in very nature the lachim misharak upon a misichle sheyesh kan Therefore, you can at least guess within your mind that something is here. The kosh so interesting. Um, the one drop from the whole ocean. There's no comparison whatsoever, but in the end, there is a comparison. They're both water, and the whole ocean is made up of many drops of water. To the extent that Rabbi Huda says that he can actually estimate how many drops there are in the whole water, you can't say an exact number, but he can say a guess, a guesstimate, an estimate. And the fact that you can give an estimation to something means that it's when you estimate something, you're you're really limiting it and you're measuring it, and that means that there is a measurement to the thing which you're estimating. Um, and now we use an interesting example within within intellect. Well, you, you can guess within your mind that something is here. Like the idea of atoms. There's atoms that all of creation is made up of molecules and atoms. You must say within your mind that there is something here. You just don't know what it is exactly. You don't know what it's made up of. You don't know what exactly its nature is, its makeup is of these atoms. You can't see them. But the fact that you can guess and you can estimate that there must they must be here, that shows that the thing which you don't know about, it is limited in its very nature because you can talk about it, you can you can estimate it, you can guess about its existence. Um, and all the more so this idea that Rabbi Huda said that he can estimate how many drops are in the whole ocean. This is actually, this is a mamish, this is literally like, it's like a real number. But the the concept of within in, within intellect, this idea that you can guess that there's something exists here, even though you can't, you don't know exactly what it is. It's a lot. It's a lot more abstract example uh, from the physical drops from the ocean. So save, but all of uh, creation, the chain of creation, compared to the infinite essence of Hashem, are you shaloi be'edech? Next page, shaloi be'edech lal. Not with any comparison whatsoever. Like it says, in Tehillim, there is no comparison to you. Nothing can be compared to you. So, the whole creation has no comparison, has no importance, as if it doesn't exist. As if it doesn't exist before the infinite essence of Hashem. Because we're talking about two different realms, infinite and finite. And the unlimited um, creator, compared to the limited creation, there is no comparison whatsoever. Um, a lot more than even the comparison, the 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 lack of importance of the one drop to the whole ocean. Still, in the end, there is importance. There's one. The the whole ocean is made up of many drops. Um, so all of creation has no comparison whatsoever to Hashem. I'll stop at the top of page Mem, the first line. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the new podcast Chassidus. This is Levi Gelb, and if anyone has any questions or any thoughts or feedback please feel free to email me at rabbigelb at gmail.com. Also, please check out my website, chassidisonline.org, and sign up for our weekly email to receive a Maimur Mavur explanation on a Maimur from Teirer Lukute Teirah almost every week. And there you'll also find a, an archive for all our other, our older Maimarim that we've already explained on the weekly Parsha on the Yom Tevim. And also you'll notice in the description for this week's episode and for every week's episode a little link to become a monthly supporter, a partner in this uh, for this podcast. Please consider doing that. It will help greatly to allow the episodes to continue and to make them better. And you can also dedicate an episode in honor of memory of something or of a simcha. And to do that, please email, email me at rabbigelb.gmail. And we can mention that at the beginning and at the end of every of that episode. Thank you very much.